Hello and welcome, and we are back to Kicking Myself, a card gaming podcast, and I'm here with Mark, one of my co-hosts, and my producer, and today we've got a couple different topics to talk about. Um, I appreciate everyone who listened to our last episode, and we are going to be trying to drop these on the regular. So with that being said, Mark, what are we talking about today? Well, we have a couple of more stories to talk about. You mentioned something about hot dogs, so I'm interested in that. But we also had some uh, some more some spoilers that came out regarding this uh, Adventures of the Forgotten Realm set, some uh, Dungeons and Dragons things. Uh, not necessarily a lot so far that I've been excited about. Morgan, I, I know you've been thrilled about this news. What? <laughs> no, I didn't even. Uh, I'm still burnt out over Modern Horizons two, and honestly, the only thing I know about the set is there's a card that makes a hamster token. Oh, yes, there is a card that makes a hamster token. And that's, like, confusing. Like, I, I, there's more die rolling in the set than I ever imagined in a specific set. Though I do like the idea of level-up mechanic for D&D returning. Uh, I think that is really cool. Uh, and, I, yes, I do have a really great story about a specific trade that uh, will give or set the tone for hopefully some people to send us some emails so they could talk about their experiences as well. Uh, but let's start off with uh, talking about this set that's coming out. And I'll throw it to you, Mark, because you're the one who's excited. I'm the one who's confused. Well, hold on. Excited is a really, really strong term for this. Interesting, <laughs> at the very least, is what I would say. Okay. Um, now, I've taken a couple of days away from the, the spoilers. Um, I, I only heard last night that D20 was going to be coming into this, and... The biggest type of drama that I've been hearing so far is people are worried, like, is, is a spin-down dice going to be good for D20 any anyway? Um, well, we don't have to wait that much on about it, because only about, I don't know, it was maybe just two or three hours before this, Matt Tabak, the guy that I talked about before, who was the rules manager, um, talked about him in last podcast, uh, came out with a tweet that said, no, spin-downs are not going to be acceptable for D20s. But when you are getting... Uh, pre-release pack for this if you're attending the pre-release it's going to be a d20 in the pack not a spin down so are they changing that indefinitely or is that something that is and you know you probably don't know going forward either i'm assuming that the answer right now and this is just assumptions um but i'm assuming that that this type of dice is going to be more relevant um and going to be in the pre-release packs in sets where D20 matters, uh, but because the spin-down dice is going to be something that's more accessible and more useful for most Magic players, I imagine that other sets are going to be getting that. I don't think anything's been clearly defined for that, other than Matt Tabak saying that these pre-release, pre-release kits would come with that. Now, I do have to admit, I am overwhelmed with the amount of italics in this set. Have you seen this? No, because I was very candidly thrown off by the art in the set and I also just I'm still overwhelmed with the amount of I get that this set was built on the premise of D&D and cool things and D&D is a game that you used to play between I mean Magic is a game that you used to play in between D&D it was the whole thing that Peter Atkinson talked to Richard Garfield about was I want to play a game between sessions sure and I I get that but at the same point in time I I'm not much of a D&D player, except, like, a couple campaigns. And to me, I just... I'm, I'm not quite sure how this set is going to flow with existing cards. 
there is some really cool treasure interactions, like the dragon that, um, I think when it when a creature attacks, they get that much treasure or deals damage against that much treasure. That's kind of cool, but like, or you, uh, anytime you would, or the creature that's like basically a, anytime you would make a treasure, you add an additional treasure. That's cool, but I, I just am not super a big fan of entering a dungeon. I think like, Monarch was really cool, and becoming the Monarch is a cool game state, but entering a dungeon is just like, I feel like we're jumping a shark somewhere, and I don't know if that shark has a chainsaw, or if that shark has um, a laser beam at this rate, but before I forget, I just want to say that last podcast, I said we didn't want sponsors, and when I said we didn't want sponsors, what I meant was, (laughs) this is not about making money. Now, if you want to help us upgrade or get audio recording stuff done, Mark and Ross and Seth all kind of dragged me down, kicking and screaming to that hole, and I understand that. But again, we are not going to be doing the sponsor thing. I'm sure Mark will cut me off at some point in time. I, I'm, again. I'm not cutting you off for, for that particular person. I don't think anybody is, is, is expecting this to like blow up and we're going to be able to quit our jobs and be able to like just be podcasters. I don't think anybody's expecting this. This is not what that podcast is for. We're not, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not the try guys. We're not, That's, we're not, we're not, um, we're not, uh, my favorite murder. We're, 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 we're just a bunch of guys talking about random stuff and, 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 having fun and reading your stories and again if you want to send us a story uh it's kicking myself mtg at gmail.com um and i know that a lot of people sent me some stuff pertaining to their experiences with 100 handed one after the last podcast which is really great to hear and i I know that um one of uh my uh, discord friends actually wanted to now do some shenanigans with 100 handed one on their own but I'm, I'm getting off the trail here. So Mark, <laughs> we've de- ventured deep into the trail. Uh, we've, we've passed all the breadcrumbs at this point. I, I just want to touch on, I don't want to spend too much time on this Dungeons and Dragons set right now. I think there's a lot more that can come out and we're not really like a review set podcast. The thing that's, that I'm interested about this are all the keywords that are not mechanic words like i'm seeing acid breath on cards i'm seeing displacement journey on mate camp these are not like going to be keyword mechanics that we're expected to see more they're more so uh stories that are going to be explaining like what's going on per card a lot of these are going to be one-time use there is a lot with this set and it's kind of overwhelming after we've had so many different sets come out since the beginning of i don't know was it uh throne of eldraine when we started just getting like nothing but like here's a set 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 and seeing all this happen here's a mechanic here's a mechanic here's a mechanic here's a mechanic over and over and over again in a year where we've already had times power remastered and modern horizons as a primarily uh commander player at this point there's a lot that my eyes are glossing over at this point and if you're overwhelmed as a as a former level two judge Think about how overwhelmed the players are. Because, like, for me, I don't even know what's good. I usually look at sets and analyze them thinking, like, there's a card here that I can latch onto when I get the, the theme. There's cards like you come to a river and you make choices and I, I get that. I, I'm just, like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I know there's a couple of my friends who are like, I have no interest in this whatsoever. Um... 
I'll probably go to Dice City Games and check out a brew release. Shout out, Jimmy. Uh, I love you. Uh, Ross, I know you're not here. I also love you. Um, I, I don't know yet. I haven't really decided. And to be honest with you, man, I... I, 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 I Before you have to be honest, yeah, one of the things I, that I am excited about is to see what the... In what what type of product's going to be coming out with the Commander decks for this set? Because they've been doing that consistently with every set for the past year or so, where every set has a couple of Commander decks. I'm interested to see if any of these type of mechanics, particularly Dungeon, if there's a multiplayer aspect of that. Because if I can clear a Dungeon with another person at the table as part of politicking, even if that's not like CEDH viable, if I can get get like one or two times I get to pull that off with somebody else, that would be a fun experience. I'm not expecting to, to win anything, but at the very least, if I can put myself into a situation where one other player at the table and I can benefit from something happening and both of us are trying to keep the other alive to allow it to happen, that's a fun story, I think. Sure. I mean, look, there's going to be a lot of really ridiculously funny, stupid stories that come out of this set. Again... I'm prefacing this with saying there's there are cobalts, there are hamster tokens, there are eyeballs or beholders. Or beholders. Whatever. I don't. <laughs> look, I, As you can I, tell, Morgan is thrilled I that this set is happening. Care. I don't. I don't care. I would rather have had them release a corset and kind of ease into this. This feels like Papa Hasbro, not steel term from Rudy. <laughs> God, I've become what I hate, um, is really, it's kind of like when they announced the Other Realms things. I said to you guys, if there was a Batman-related tie-in thing, I would quit. And when I said when I said that, and I don't want to make myself a liar, if there ever <laughs> is like a DC-based like Magic Gathering, Secret Layer, Worlds Collide thing, I will strongly consider hanging up my... Uh, my uh, my deck box and trade binder because that's just too much for me. The, the the Walking Dead thing was one thing, but like I don't understand Stranger Things. I don't care for Stranger Things. I've never watched Stranger Things. You're missing a lot. It's I'm really nothing. good. Great. Cool. It's phenomenal. I don't, I don't care. That's not the point. The point is, I think, and as much as I hate to agree with Rudy, I think the influx of products that have come out this year. And the amount of money that has come out of people being able to sit home with a stimulus check really brought people into the game that were speculating on cards more so than playing. Yeah. And that raised the market to an artificial level. And I know we're not a finance a finance podcast in which we talk about stories, but I'd be remiss to saying that there are people who probably are literally kicking themselves for saying, hey, I'm going to go buy a bunch of sealed product and sit on it. Because, sure... In a couple of years, Times Power Remastered is going to be $500 a box. Probably. That's pro that's just the way that it's going to happen, though. It has the cards that it's going to hold up. Even right. if they're reprintable. These are cards printed in a frame that had never been done before. And it's like that ponder. How much is that ponder right now? The foil ponder. It's yeah, the, the foil ponder. Uh, I don't know. Let me check. I mean, are we talking space dollars? Or are we talking space dollars? Let's talk about like if you were to buy one on like eBay at this point or something like that. Now, while Morgan's looking this up, while we don't necessarily want this this podcast to be focusing on just finance or like well, even like bring foil, it up. Foil like median is 328. You can buy one at like 220, even the, the base pricing of it is like 11. That's, that's, yeah. that's so high. The 
we we're we're not in this for like finances, but but we're we consider ourselves to be fairly savvy. We we look at prices. We we do you trades. I'm not. But you know the prices of these cards. You you do interact with trades on these on a consistent basis. Listen, and man, I have eaten so many pieces of foil cardboard and done things that I regret throughout the years as a Magic player. But at the end of the day, I enjoy the community. And I enjoy hosting for the community. Which is why I'm saying that that's not what this podcast is about. But we have the experience to know what it is we're talking about at this, at the very least. I mean, I, and again, we've we've all made our share of errors. And we also want to hear those stories too because they're funny, yes. they're funny, as, they're funny as shit. But, um, Just to be able to turn this into a tangent then, if that's the case, we have our fair share of stories. I want to hear about this hot dog thing. Sure. All right, cool. Well, Set the if stage. you know me... Um, First of all, I'm going to... Uh, Min, Robbie Dre, uh, Tim Taylor, if you're listening, this one's for you guys. This is a really, really ridiculous story. So, God, this had to be... When did Modern become a real format, Mark? Like, when was, like... Define a real format. Like, are you talking about its current incarnation in the way that it was developed? Are we talking about, G. like... Richmond Modern. Uh, so the big one, I believe, was GP, GP Richmond 2014. Okay, cool. That was that's, the that's, gigantic that's one. That's perfect. That's exactly... I just need to know the year. All right. So essentially, I had gone up to GP Richmond with my friends, Robbie Dre, Min Moldover, who, who was a judge, and Tim Taylor. Um, and we were sharing a room. can't remember if there was a third person in the room, but it, it, was, it was a ridiculous... Uh, there was a lot of people snoring, and I ended up having to sleep in a bathtub. And I actually woke up to someone... Uh, 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 I locked the bathroom door and I woke up to someone um, doing their business in the bath in the bathroom. This sounds like the beginning of a judge story, quite uh, frankly. It, Continue. It, it's it, I'm not going to say more than that. But anyway, the the whole point is at the point at that point in time, I was, I guess, what you would call a floor trader vendor, like kind of working to grind up in value for cards I needed for our playgroup for Saturday Night Casual, which we used to run at AU, and hopefully, once again, we will run at American University after, you know, things subside with the pandemic. We're kind of getting to an area of, of um, ease, right? Um, so I was sitting with Robbie Dre trading for things during side events, and I got really hungry, and Robbie was my ride, and Robbie got really hungry, and we were both sitting around the halls at the time, and Robbie, gra- I was like, Robbie, you know, I really don't want to go out of the event because I'm still trading for cards I need for decks and your deck. And, you know, I gave him my, my, my credit card at the time and uh, he went and got us lunch. And I, I had, you know, he got me a, a convention center hot dog, which was way too overpriced. It was like a $10 hot dog and a drink. I, I don't think I've ever seen a convention center hot dog be below like 8 to $9. I think when I was in Jersey, the hot dog was like $5 and like that was fine. Uh, actually... When I was in England, uh, pro tip, never, ever, ever get uh, tomatoes on any burgers in England. Um, the, point, the point I'm making, uh, anyway, so I'm sitting there with a hot dog, right? And I'm, I'm also uh, in front of uh, my, my friend uh, Jason's booth uh, who ran uh, MTG First at the time, uh, which is a great store. Uh, if you haven't checked it out or check out Dice City Games, Jason's there on Wednesdays. It's really, he's, he's, he's such a cool guy. Um, and people were trading for peripheral nodes at the time. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Poffer, this, poffer notes, poffer notes. Right, right. The card had spiked at that point in time just because of the event, and it was it was being teched in the sideboards. What and was that, the, 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 the big sideboard answer to? It was... I have no idea. I don't even... I don't, I don't play modern. I wasn't even paying attention. I was just trying to trade for value at the point in time. Continue. Yeah, I mean, and that's standard, like, because... Honestly, that's my... That was my MO. And, and Mark's going to figure out what the answer was, too. But anyway... I had just gotten done trading, and I, I, it's, I'm a weird guy. I, I have an internal spreadsheet of, car, of big trades I make at events. So I just got done trading for, like, a Kozilek and a couple other things uh, for someone's deck. I think it was for... It wasn't for Howie. It, anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, I just finished up trading, and a guy came over to the table and was like, Hey, man, um, I have a side event in a couple of minutes. Uh... But I'm really hungry. Uh, I want to know if I can, I can, I can get that hot dog off of you. And I'm like, well, okay. So like, it, it, I, you're giving me like a puzzled face. Let me, let me kind of backtrack here. When you are trading at events, like I, it is not uncommon to trade food for people inside events or things like that. Um, you know, or or other weird, weird things. I I am not someone who likes getting cash at events, uh, unless it's from vendors, so, uh, you know, this was important to just set the stage for things, uh, and I, so I said to the guy, I, I didn't even get his name, which is really sad, but, uh, I said to the guy, um, you know, I'm really hungry, I'd be more than happy to get back in line for you, and, uh, trade for, uh, your, uh, uh, uh not trade, I'm sorry, um, You'd be happy to get in line and just wait for him to wait for him to be able to get a hot dog for him. Well, I, I said I could buy him a hot dog and give him. Uh, or I said, hey, I can. It was ten dollars. If you give me ten dollars, I'll just give you the hot dog. And he's like, I don't have cash on me. I have a card. I'm like, look, I'm more than happy to go and sit in line and get you a hot dog. And when you're done with your round, I can, um, I can, I can give you your hot dog. And, and you know, I, I don't mind. And he's like, look, I just want to trade you for that hot dog. And I'm like, oh, okay, man, fine. So, and that's not uncommon, right? It, some people who are really like, we use cards as currency, and cards have value, and I, I'm sure he was like, you know, I could definitely just flip, I was like, you know, yeah, I'll flip a $10 card for a hot dog, I don't care, I'll get back in line, whatever. So he puts his trade binder down, and I open the first page, and it was, it was FBB uh, duels and like a mock sapphire. And I'm like, okay, and I keep going, and... The next page is German, like, champions and uh, um, Ravnica foils. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I keep going. And nothing in this binder is under probably, like, rough estimate, like, 300. I think the most expensive card at the time was, like, I don't know, $100. There was nothing in this binder. Most expensive or least? Least, sorry. sorry. Okay. It's late in the day. I apologize. Um, least was a hundred dollars, and I'm 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 not even going past this because I'm I'm like looking at city of traders. I'm looking at like uh, 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 Mox diamonds. I'm looking at uh, Lion's Eye diamonds. I'm looking at um, uh, Portal Three Kingdoms cards that I definitely knew were not worth ten dollars. And I'm just like, okay, nothing in this binder is adding up. I'm very confused at this point in time, and uh, so I'm like, I, I I close the binder. I'm like, dude, look. I, Nothing in this binder is is under is is, is at the ten dollar mark, and he's like, "Well, just pick something," and I'm like, 
dude, there's no way I'm just gonna pick something that for a ten dollar convention center hot dog. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, to use term, I'm not gonna juice you for 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 ten dollars. Like like, I'll tell you what though, if you have like any bulk rares or anything on, he's like, I don't do any of that, and I'm like, all right, dude. I'm like, what what side of it are you even playing? And he's like. I'm playing on the legacy side of it, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Fine, you're playing on the legacy side of it, you're not going to have anything under that. But I'm like, all right. And he's like, look, my round's going to start in a couple minutes. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose a card from the binder, I'm going to put it on the table, and you're going to take it, I'm going to take this hot dog. And within, like, that same breath, after saying that, before I could even object to anything, he just takes a card out of the binder, puts it face down, grabs the hot dog, and leaves. And I'm like... I turned to Robbie and I'm like, what, what just happened? And he's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Rob, every time I tell the story, Robbie's like, I still don't know what happened. Um, and uh, I flip the car over and it's a full car liberated. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Wait a second, what? And Robbie's like, so what'd you get? And I'm like, I, I give Robbie the card, and Robbie's like, Robbie, Robbie starts laughing. Robbie started laughing. Robbie's like, was that real? And I'm like, I don't know. So I, I look at the card. I obviously, I, I, I check it. I'm like, it's it's real. Um, I don't have a use for a foil card in Liberated. I don't remember, if you want to look at it, I don't even know what it was worth at the time. I think it was like, it was, it was definitely the most expensive card in New Phyrexia, aside from, um, uh, probably foil mental misstep because I don't think it was banned at the time, right? I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> I turned around and I went, I go to Jason who is, again, running the MTG first booth and I'm like, hey Jason, can I sell you this card? And I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna look for the <laughs> sake of clarity because I'm... So I'm trying to find the price of the card at the time right now. Uh, I'm on MTG Goldfish. I don't, I don't have a premium uh, subscription I mean, so with them, right, so I right can't see it. Right now, it's it's like sixty six, seventy to like high of a hundred. But like back then, since Modern had just emerged and Tron was like one of the biggest, Tron is still one of the biggest decks in the format. Um, <laughs> I'm just sitting there and I'm like, he's like, he, he's looking at me. He's like, you didn't have this before, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, hold on, hold on, I've got it. At that time, it was worth ninety four. All right, so look, basically. I spoke to Jason. I think Jason gave me like, I want to say he gave me, gave me like seventy five, eighty for it because I think someone saw him and was just like, yeah, I want to buy that, and they could just flip it immediately. Could, that that sounds great. Everybody Robbie, won. I gave Robbie twenty dollars. I'm like, do you are you are you are you are you still hungry? He's like, yeah. <laughs> got back in line and got two more hot dogs. But I but before I even did like that, I tried to find the guy. Like, I tried to find the guy for at least a half hour before I even, like, you know, went to Jason. I was like... I would have loved for you to have had never, gotten his name. I never found the guy. I never found the guy. So, shout out to the guy from GP Richmond 2014 that traded a foil card liberated you, you for a hot dog. You specifically had a, a signed mock sapphire in the front of your binder, an FBB Bayou, an F, and they were uh, an FBB... Um, can you explain Scrub, what FBB means, though? Uh, foreign Black Border. Um, two... I don't even know if they came in... Uh, did Mox Diamond come in Japanese? Oh, let's double-check that. Are you talking about the original Stronghold version? 
Yeah, because FTV didn't come in. Yeah, yeah. Stronghold was printed in Japanese. Yeah, you would chew Japanese Mox diamonds. Currently selling right now, used for five hundred and fifty dollars. So if if you ever like, if you're listening to this out there in 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 you know, wherever, um, like I owe you a Carn Liberated foil, or at he least got a, a hot, hot dog. dog. It's a convention center hot dog. Those are expensive. I don't think that's good at all. I think it's a horrible balance. Like so, so horrible balance. I, I, I can't I can't say from the experience of being in a tournament. I don't know how long he was in the tournament. I don't know how long he was waiting to eat. And I don't know what deck he was playing. Uh, for all I know, he may have been playing... Oh gosh, I forget what deck it was that it constantly made you... It was a non-deterministic loop that you could just keep shuffling your deck back in, Look, man, trying to find the specific order. He may have gone to time on every single one of his game ones, and he's just like, I will never eat, and this is more important to me to not pass out if he thought he had a chance to be able to prize with this event. So that hot dog, for all we know, got him into prizes so that he actually made money off of the deal. Look, Mark, no matter what anyone has said over X amount of years, there's what... Seven, eight years ago? Carn liberated equal to hot dog. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Regardless of what anyone has said, I still feel horrible. Um, on the same topic, um, I have a friend, my friend Jason actually uh, sent me an email um, and I wanted to, it's in kind of the same vein. Um, he has a friend named Larry who is, who is, Max pimping out his Affinity Modern deck and needed some inventions. And he was looking to sell it. Um, my friend Jason was looking to sell this, this Mox Opal. And I'll give you some context. He, uh, Jason was active duty military. He was living on base, at, uh, base housing at the time and just gotten a letter uh, that was going to, he was going to be fined if he didn't mow his grass soon. Um, now, I don't know anything about military. It sounds... Sounds really legit to me because that sounds 100% like something that would happen. Um, so his friend Larry is, is pimping out Affinity, which it, at the time in modern was incredibly expensive. And, and it held its value too because Infinity wasn't a deck that was going anywhere at the time uh, as long as Mox Opal was legal. So it was one of the things as long as you, that card was legal, it was always good before and it was always going to be good until that one fateful day happened. Right. So anyway, Jason Jason says to him, uh, he's only looking to sell this 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 mock opal, and uh, guy doesn't come in with much cash. Uh, his friend and Jason's like, well, uh, yeah, man, I'm just looking to sell it. And the guy says to him, well, do you need anything from uh, the, the local hardware store, Murnards, which apparently is uh, big where Jason is, but. Uh, yeah, Jason says, I really need a lawnmower. And so they go on the online store, and they fidget a little bit, and they find a lawnmower selling for around $150, and he orders it with his employee store credit, which he apparently has. And a week later, uh, he goes to the card store, and the guy hands him a box of a lawnmower. And so he doesn't get fined for, <laughs> for, this, for this military infraction of... <laughs> living on base and essentially just trades the the Mox Opal for a lawnmower which I thought was really funny to tell in conjunction with 
this card hot dogs. No, that that's incredible. Like that that also goes to show like not the value of the card might not be worth the actual thing you're getting. Like might be worth less than the total value of the thing that you're getting, even if it's not monetarily. No, and Jason Jason is a sweet guy. I actually when when we came up with the idea for this podcast, he's like, I have such a great story to tell you, <laughs> and he he sent it in. So Jason, I I really appreciate the story. It was one of the things that I was like, I need to tell this on one of the first two episodes. Um, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we want to talk about is like the weird stuff that happened on trips and all, and you know, honestly, the trips from hell. The weird stuff that happens to you, the weird trades you've made, the specs you've made—it's—it's—it's it's, it's the cool stuff like that that like makes people laugh in the community, right? Yeah. Like, I think, I, I definitely have had more enjoyable moments with the magic community being able to laugh than being able to just like open a pack and get a adrenaline rush, right? That's to me, that's the coolest thing. And the thing that's awesome about those type of stories is if you've been in this game for any length of period of time, you will have had some story like that. If you travel to any events, if you're meeting these people like us or like you at any of these conventions and you decide to play a random game or you look through someone's binder and you see something that's out of the ordinary, you can ask for these stories or you can just try to figure out like what is something worth to somebody else and you may come across some of these stories every now and then. Yeah, I, I got one more just because I, I have to... Um... My friend Greg also sent one in, um, and it's just regarding uh, GP Milwaukee, um, where he and his friend Corey were staying with... How long ago was friends. this one? I don't know how long ago it was. He, he doesn't say in the email, but... Do you know what type of GP it was? I just know it was GP Milwaukee. Um, okay. Maybe it's a story for another day, but essentially, uh, they get back to their hotel room get stuff out of the vending machine, and he had bought microwavable popcorn, which I guess is reasonable out of the vending machine. Uh, he didn't realize that the turntable in the microwave was broken, and it wasn't spinning like it was supposed to. Uh -oh. The timer went off, and he went to get it. He opened the door, and the smoke went pouring out of the room and into the entire hotel. <laughs> and it smelled like burnt popcorn, so it reeked. It got all oh, over that's, clothes. It that's got over horrid. cards. Now... I'm weird. I really like the smell of burnt popcorn. You are I don't weird. like things that are like absolutely burnt, but like if you burn popcorn just like the right amount, the butter and things like that kind of. But that carbon smell that's just that like acrid thing that's just going to push people away from whatever room. I guess if you like to eat slightly burnt popcorn with butter and everybody else has left the room, you're in a great situation. Sure. <laughs> anyway, he threw in the trash can and. Some people got off the elevator and said it smelled terrible, and the whole floor smelled like it. And no, luckily, no sprinkler system went off or alarm system was going off because you know cards, and then they'd have to evacuate. And cards and water and cards don't mix mm -mm. at all, which he says in the email. Um, but he said that for the rest of the GP, everyone only could think about burnt popcorn during their rounds. And they smell like burnt popcorn. And their clothes smell like burnt popcorn. So everywhere they went, it smelled like burnt popcorn. And I can't imagine something more frustrating than having to play someone who smells like burnt popcorn during a round of a GP. Like, I can't. I, I mean, I can, but I don't want to talk about it on this podcast because no. it's, 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 it's not. It's NSFW. Um, but, uh, you know, it, those are the things I miss. I miss travel stories. I and do I've too. Got, I've got a ton. I, I'm looking forward to the to Mag Magic Fests coming back in some way. 
um, not called GPs, right? I haven't been to one of these events since, but when they were called so GPs I haven't before. Even, I haven't been to a Magic Fest. I'm looking forward to these large events happening again, and hopefully with restrictions continuing to loosen up and uh, with people becoming more and more comfortable, hopefully by the end of the year or maybe the beginning of next year, depending on what's going on, maybe some people are going to try to get some bigger events this fall. Um, not so sure what your comfort level is going to be for that. I'll probably be waiting a little bit longer to see how... I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with things right now. I yeah. uh, honestly... And there goes my dog. <laughs> and there goes the dog. Which, thank you, Kibitz. Um, <laughs> he is my guard animal. Uh, and if you want to see pictures of Kibitz, don't forget to send some... Uh, uh, some sponsorship inquiries over to us or, at kicking, or, MT, kicking or, myself or MTG honestly, at gmail.com. Honestly, send pictures of your pets. Oh, that'll be great. Honestly, I have in every Discord channel I'm in, I, I have literally made or asked them to make a pet sponsorship channel. But again, um, anything you want to plug before we leave, Mark? I know, like, I, I, I always plug uh, Dice City Games in Wheaton, um, you know, Pack Club with John Medina on Wednesday nights. Let, let, let's give a plug out to Pack Club again. I managed to be able to sit in on a stream uh, <laughs> while we were trying to figure out how to be able to use uh, Anchor uh, the other night. And uh, I immediately fell in love with that chat by being able to just troll as much as possible. No, you were making dad jokes. And, and the dad joke you made, <laughs> because John, and, and, and John, I have an episode that we're going to cut. So, so Morgan was so angry because I said some dad joke in chat, and no, John Medina. Said, no, no, no. What you said in chat. What you said in chat, we were we were dogging Medina because Medina, John Medina loves Corlash. He loves Corlash. It's it's the best model black EDH deck. It's the best thing since sliced bread. This is not true, but continue. And you said you made some dad joke and then said, "Oh, we're talking about Corlash." I thought oh. we were talking about Ulashed, and I'm like, "Oh, so so no no." The whole thing that I said was. Oh, I just realized that we're talking about Corlash right now. I thought we were talking about Ulash the Hate Seed. Oh, this is much worse. That, but that wasn't the joke, and I can't remember what the dad joke was. But it, it, regardless, you've now gotten affiliated with that community. It is one of the funnest communities. There's so many great um, people in it. There's actually a um, a community like charity like fundraiser thing for people that's going on that like we're, we're, we're doing a donation thing that if someone falls on hard times uh in the community we can donate money to them it's it, it, that community is just so wholesome and medina is just such a great great person he's a great friend uh what not, the, what is his uh stream link oh it is twitch.tv uh, slash i think it's pack club is it club? it's not medina's medina streams Oh, it's probably Medina Streams. Let me pull that up. Yeah, I'm gonna... John, I'm sorry. I... It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, and I'm dehydrated. So, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can, man. I, I love you. You know I love you. I show for Pack Club real hard. But it's also fun. You get to purchase your packs and get real physical mail and watch people open your packs on stream. And it's, it's a great community. Just to be able to specify, it is Medina Streams that you can find on Twitch. Yeah. Um, join the pack club yeah it's real fun and join Alchemist Refuge it's one of the best discords that you, you they've got going and there's a bot that gives you their own currency it's like it's like crypto it's, <laughs> it, it's like crypto if you want to be able to get into those uh, uh, those Alchemist Refuge coins it, it'll be great there um, are it's we gonna... Dosh Dosh <laughs> yeah. um, and actually is is, is that um, the discord that we're going to be using to interact with people yeah we're going to be doing we're going to be doing some live podcasts in there so that way we can have people pop up and uh 
hang out with us, ask questions on the reel, talk about their stories. Like, again, this is about you and the community stories. You got something you want to talk about, shoot it our way. For my sanity, being the editor uh, of this podcast, uh, if, if you have any particular device that you want to talk on, if you share stories with us, by all means, that'd be great. We'd love to be able to have you on here. If you have the benefit of some kind of a, uh, uh, a microphone of some kind, even if it's through uh, a headset that you use or even AirPods or something like that, that'll make my job in editing this a lot easier I'm for us. I'm going to cut that from the podcast because Mark's job is fine. I also have to shout out the amazing talent. You're not going to cut it from the podcast. I'm the editor. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it works. I'm the one who cuts the Jeez, stuff. I, I'm really dehydrated, aren't I? I'm super dehydrated. So, well, well, I got to plug two things before we go. Sure thing. we're short on time. Danny David, thank you. You created such an incredible logo for us. The Kicking Myself logo that is on Anchor was made for made, um, made um, for us by Danny David, who is one of our, our friends and our colleagues who was uh, on the first episode. I cannot say enough positive things about this guy. He's he is, a good guy. He is the best. And um, in addition, as always, I want to thank you for listening. Send us your stories at kickingmyselfmtg at gmail.com. The next episode we're going to have is kind of a bonus one where I get to talk to our friend Martin from, um, from Perth, Australia. He's actually sending me a bunch of Tim Tams right now. We're doing a trade where I send oh. him cards for his comment. On, yeah, I got you packs of... I got you packs of Tim Tams. Oh my way. gosh! Okay, I was surprise so you, but I got you packs of Tim Tams, buddy. I'm a big fan of that. Um, spoiler: We may be eating some of those Tim Tams on the podcast, and I might be uh, having some of those Tim Tams with alcohol. Well, Martin wants us to do <laughs> a Tim Tam slam. Well, you, not that he wants us okay. to do a Tim Tam taste test, and he's also sending um, uh, my fiance. That could be um, bad. Uh, um, Vala Crumble. Okay, which, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and and cheesers, and we're gonna we're gonna do like a taste test in in the Optimist Refuge. Uh, with a live pack club reading. But Martin, God bless you. Uh, the episode I cut with him is hysterical. Um, Mark, we're going to hopefully get that released soon. And then, um, you know, as always, uh, you know, you can find us in, in the Maryland area. We're in the Maryland magic scene. Um, send us your stories. KickingMyselfMTG at gmail.com. We were we're going to have rotating guests. Mark and me are really going to be the core of this 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 thing. And um, Ross, and Ross. I'm looking at you as, <laughs> as dirty as I can. And Ross. I love Ross. Um, again, support Dice City Games uh, in Wheaton. Support MTG First. Support uh, your, your local stores. Um, uh, you know, local stores are struggling right now. Uh, with every influx of stuff and all the, the... Everything that went on with COVID, getting a player base back is hard. So support your local game stores. Uh, don't forget to play cautiously. Be safe. Have fun. And as always, thank you for listening. Um, Mark, you want to hit us with the official Pack Club theme song? No. <laughs>